What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we take you through the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From NXT to Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspective, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in the world of wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. Alright, let's get to it. Episode number 34. I was waiting for you on that end, CJ. Oh, sorry. Sean's back! <laughs> oh, see, funny. see, it's it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done this. I forgot my you you you, you took me off my rhythm, man. <laughs> What's up, man? Episode number thirty-four of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Sean McChesney, CJ Palmasano here. We're your hosts, so we got a lot to get to today, CJ. Obviously, you know we have a lot to talk about with AEW. We have NXT. We have the draft on Raw that's currently happening right now. We'll get I'm to all of that. Currently First seeing, of all, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm currently seeing Charlotte and Becky have a match as we speak. Uh, I can't hear anything because we don't want that to interfere in our audio. Oh, wow. Charlotte is just taking her knees and she, like, she wrapped them around Becky's head and just banged her head into the mat. And she just stuck her tongue out. Wow. Um, Sean, I don't think I can record tonight. I need to, I need, I need about uh, five minutes. <laughs> So we'll get we'll get to all that, and obviously that matches for the first pick on uh, of the draft of SmackDown and Raw. Who's going to get it? Yeah. Um, so we'll touch on all that, but first of all, CJ, I want to get to you in this point. Obviously, we haven't talked in a while, so uh, mm-hmm. so what the plan is right now with this podcast moving forward? Obviously, not to necessarily do it every week, but we will have some additions to kind of recap what we've been seeing. And obviously, over the last couple of weeks, we've had a big turnaround in the world of pro wrestling. AEW is now on TNT full-time. They're entering their third week beginning on Wednesday. Uh, NXT has been on the USA Network for about a month now. Um, So they're really planting their feet into the sand, uh, which we're calling the Wednesday Night Wars. Not necessarily, the, you know, to us the Wednesday night, or to the to the wrestlers the Wednesday night wars, but to us, I mean, we've been waiting for this for the, the basically the uh, our version of the Monday night wars for the last twenty years, and here we are. Um, and obviously, SmackDown premiered on Fox a couple of weeks ago, and all of that and more. So before we get to anything, CJ, I want your thoughts on the last two weeks of AEW Dynamite on TNT. Well, I have to say that I think that AEW really knocked it out of the park this week because. Um, as Joe and I were talking last week as uh, as our fill-in, um, which was very weird having to be in your position. Glad you're back. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank, of course. So, 
I think AEW really did a lot better uh, this past week than they did the debut week. Not that the debut episode wasn't good, but I think NXT really gave them a run for their money with like that almost mini takeover type of NXT episode. I really, th- I probably enjoyed NXT's episode debut uh, debut two hour episode better than I liked AEW's debut episode, but. It's not about just the first episode. It's about consistently every week how you can uh, portray your your television production. Uh, I think overall AEW's production style is much nicer, much better. Um, this, I mean, just Jericho uh, introducing his stable, his new faction, the Inner Circle. I mean, that's awesome. I'm, I mean, I don't know if I was telling you this or if I was telling Joe or whoever, but I, I think for as long as Chris Jericho's been wrestling, he's never been a part of, nor has he ever led a stable. I know he's never led one. I'm trying to see if he was ever a part of I mean, obviously he's been a tag team champ. Uh, but no, I don't think he's ever been in a stable. He's definitely never led one. I don't think he's been in one either. Yeah, that's the thing. Like That's the one thing you think Jericho's done just about everything you can think of in wrestling, and that's the one thing he hasn't done up until now. Uh, but I love this. You got... Obviously, the leader in Jericho. You've got the high-flying wrestler in Sammy Guevara. You've got the tag team in uh, Santana and Ortiz, formerly known as LAX. And you've got the big muscle in Jake Hager, or Hagar, depending how you say it. Jericho says Hagar. But the point is... Hagar. (laughs) I think the inner circle is absolutely fantastic. That, that, That promo Jericho cut is probably the best promo he's ever Maybe he's ever cut, or at least the best promo he's cut in years. Just he didn't know why, because no one wrote it down for him. Yes, he didn't care. And when people start, when the crowd start chanting, "We the people," he let them have their moment for a little bit. He's like, "Hey, we the people sucks, and it's dead and buried. It's a bad idea by bad creative." I'm like, oh my god, that is so great. Funny how Jericho has just turned into a giant meme with everything he does. Oh, he's fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. I I, and I was on Pro Wrestling Tees website. Excuse me. Um, and they were having an AEW grab bag uh, thing, where it's like you you get you get like a mystery shirt from AEW. I got like three of them. <laughs> uh, but but I was trying to do that, and then at the same time I'm doing that, Jericho's stable is out there when Jericho cut the promo, and they announced their new shirt, and they crashed the website for like 45 minutes. No one could get on the website. Yeah. And like pro wrestling tees or one hour tees had to go on Twitter. It's like, well, it's been a while since he's had one of these crashes. The inner circle has officially uh, tees are now in pro wrestling tees, and they're saying we have to do our best we can to, you know, fix the servers. Excuse me. Um, but, but my God, what a way to start AEW with that Young Bucks and Private Party match. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you were just mentioning it. They. For them to kick off the match first, for them to kick off that night first of all, everyone's going into this, you know, Young Bucks private party, it's going to be a great match, but you're not expecting necessarily the Young Bucks to lose, and then all of a sudden, 20 minutes going back and forth, back and forth, private party advances in the in the tag title tor- tournament. Now, I'm expecting, uh, the reason for that, number one is, I know that the, for Young Bucks creative-wise, it wouldn't necessarily have been the best idea for them to be the first tag champs. Number two, I think they're going to have some sort of elite versus inner circle match at full gear, With. and obviously the main event being Jericho and Cody, I think the rest of them that don't already have matches, like Kenny Omega 
and Moxley won't be involved in it, but you'll probably have the Young Bucks and Hangman Page and probably somebody like Dustin Rhodes uh, versus Santana, Ortiz, Guevara, and Hager in like an eight-man tag. Honestly, I'd rather see the Bucks and Santana and Ortiz because that match sounds too much like a, like a WWE thing to do. Um, I would I would just do that. I would do Santana and Ortiz versus the Young Bucks. And I think somewhere down the line, Santana and Ortiz have to get the tag titles. Um, I wasn't... I was kind of half expecting Santana and Ortiz to show up uh, in the middle of uh, the Bucks' tag match with, with the Private Party, but I, this was better because they put Private Party over. They... Right. Y- you can tell that they that the, the Bucks handpicked them and that they are... Uh, they're... They're setting them up to be future players. Huge future players in the company someday. Oh, excuse me. Like, I, wa- I even I watched the match that they had at uh, the Bucks' last uh, indie show they had in Queens, uh, House of Glory, I think it's called, for a local uh, indie company in Queens. And that match was great, but this was, oh my god, this was so much better. The one thing I just had against this match, and it has nothing to do with, with the Bucks or Private Party, it's they, twice the cameras missed these big, high-flying, over-the-top rope spots yeah, I from, from Nick. Like, Nick Jackson just hit, like, I don't even know what he hit, but he hit these beautiful, like, over-the-top rope moves, and the camera missed, missed them twice. He also missed the uh, the Sia kick, where he screams Sia and then kicks the guy in the face. He missed that, too. Hmm. And one thing I don't like about the private party, I hate when Isaiah Cassidy just gets that high pitched scream. I hate it. That's yeah, the that's I the one that. thing that's the one thing I just don't like about private party. Other than that, I think they're absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and and you know what it does for this? Obviously, you have the upset win uh, with private party versus the Young Bucks. Now the tag title tournament is wide open. The favorites are out immediately. You got a team like SCU that can win the tournament. Private party could go all the way and win the tournament. Best friends has a chance to win a tournament. Um, it's a wide open tournament now, CJ. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I was talking when I was talking with Joe last week. I have the Lucha Brothers, Lucha Bros, to, pick, to take the whole thing. He picked SCU, uh, but honestly, he he picked SCU. He wasn't really sure who to pick because Joe said he's not really too. Uh, he's not does doesn't know entirely what's going on. He's not really too familiar with any of these tag teams. But um, I think uh, the Lucha Brothers are the prime candidates to win the tag team uh, tournament. That's that's just me. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to pick them as the favorites now, and, you know, my apologies for even forgetting that they were in this thing. It's just, um, I, I didn't forget. It's just a name that it didn't cross my mind. But, yeah, they'd have to be the favorites now to win this thing. Now, what are the chances? Of, obviously, you have, you know, a team like the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Obviously, they're not rivals anymore. If they were, I would kind of expect uh, Lucha Brothers to be knocked out next. What would your thoughts be if the Lucha Brothers were knocked out in the first round? If the Lucha Brothers were knocked out, I'd be very, very surprised. I'd be shocked, honestly. Uh, but I wouldn't be too shocked because I know that uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are doing very well in merchandise sales. They're a real fan favorite. Um, one thing Jericho has said that there's one thing that there isn't really enough of in like WWE are like these really young teenage heartthrobs Guys like Sammy Guevara and uh, Jungle Boy, you know these young kids. Like they just don't have those t- that type of. Uh, I don't want to say sex appeal, but like just really good-looking uh, wrestling guys, you know. Young, like really young guys. 
Yeah, guys in their early 20s, you know? Because I, th- right. I think Jungle Boy is like 24 or 23, and Sammy Guevara is like about the same age. I think Jungle Boy is 22, actually. 22? Okay, so yeah, that, that's what I, I mean. Like, the, these younger guys, um, younger, good-looking guys, uh, which is something that AEW has with the uh, with Guevara and Jungle Boy, and I think the team who... My apologies, I've had a long day. Uh, I think the team who has the least... The wor- like the, the one team who I don't think is going to win at all is Dark Order. Like, no. Dark Order have their their gimmick has not really connected with the crowd. It real they haven't really been seen since All Out. Uh, I mean, we've seen the Lucha Bros, we've seen SCU, we've even seen the Best Friends, but we haven't even seen Dark Order. And I think that's a case of them being like, all right, we're just kind of have to push these guys to the side a little bit. It's just it's not clicking, you know. And well, I, I know a lot of that. I know a lot of that has to do with. I remember Cody sitting down in an interview saying, "You know, you're not going to see everybody every single week. Even the top stars, you're not going to see every single week." Uh, I think the exemption for that would be Jericho, Cody, because he's challenging Jericho. But like Kenny Omega, besides that one segment, uh, excuse me, with Moxley, wasn't really on TV last week. He had a dark match at the end of the night. Um, and I'm not saying really that I disagree with you with Dark Order. What I am saying is, though, you know, maybe they're not featured on... They don't have to be featured on TV every week. They did get the buy in the tag tournament, so they don't have to wrestle for, I want to say, at least another couple of weeks, I would think. Um, so maybe that's why they're being kept off TV. Now, I'm not totally disagreeing with you, but maybe that's the reason they're keeping, keeping them off. That could be another... Fresh. That could be another reason, too. They could want to try and keep them off TV because, you know... They don't really have to be on TV, um, but I don't know. Me potentially, I, I mean, I'm just I'm not a big fan of the Dark Order, and I this did pop up in my mind that that one of those grab bags I got could have been a Dark Order shirt, and I would be really huh. upset if I got a Dark Order shirt. Um, I'll give it to somebody. I don't know. I'll give it to like a homeless guy. I I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, anyway. Moving on. Um, but anywho. But I think... Um, but I really enjoyed this episode of AEW a lot. I, I loved... Uh, I really liked uh, Sean Spears and John Moxley. I wondered why John Moxley was, uh, was had a c- clear record. Excuse me. And then I yeah, remember... he's 1-0, isn't he? He beat... Jun- he beat... Um, not Jungle Boy, I'm sorry. Joey Janela um, at Fighter Fest in well, the main event. He, well, here's the thing, though. I remembered... Justin Roberts said this match is unsanctioned, so technically it didn't also, happen. Also, they're not counting that as a real they're match. They're not counting that as a real match. And his first real match was supposed to be against Kenny at All Out, but obviously he was injured and he couldn't compete. Uh, but now, uh, it was against Sean Spears, and uh, he won, and it was really great. Well, the only way to confirm that, obviously, will be to look at Joey Janela's record when AEW Dark comes out tomorrow when he wrestles Kenny Omega. If there's a match miss, missing on that end, then you're probably right. They probably would, won't count on I would matches think he's 0-1 then. Or he's... Yeah. He's 0-2 if you count yes, the... Uh, if you count uh, the Battle Royal. Are they counting the... No, they did count the Battle... No, I don't think they counted the Battle Royal because... I don't think they I count... I was re-watching Hangman Page and Jericho today and they didn't count the Battle Royal as his record. Because he would have been three and zero going into all out, not two and zero. Maybe just not in singles, because they have a singles thing. They have an overall record. Oh, you have to look at it. Anything. Both of them said two and zero. Oh, okay. So, which I love, by the way, that they're putting their records near their names. I, I actually love that. 
Well, wins and losses matter here in AEW. They yes. they matter. Um, not like WWE. Um, but um, what was another good match that happened? Oh, Darby Allen and uh, Jimmy Havoc. Really good match. And that was one that kind of took a lot of people by surprise. Not necessarily the match, but the stipulation. Just randomly, the winner will challenge Jericho in Philadelphia. Um, and what I'm really excited, not really to jump to Philadelphia too much, but we're getting the Painmaker in a couple nights. The Painmaker returns. What? I'm Wait, sorry. What was that? The pain maker? Yes, the pain maker. Right, the pain maker. How could I forget? It was uh, Jericho's, what he had, his little uh, alter ego. Not alter ego, but his uh, his character with uh, when he faced Okada. Yeah, he came as the pain maker. Okay, okay so he's going to bring out for Dar- Darby Allen. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, next one I think we should get into is um, MJF and Cody. Because they're hinting at a potential turn from NJF to Cody. They had a graphic where MJF would be in Cody's corner, and he came to save Cody at the end of the show. And you thought, oh, wait for a second, that he might actually, like, turn and, I don't know, but join the, the inner circle. But he'd, he'd uh, you know, attack Cody. But that wasn't the case. Um, he saved Cody. He, uh, he may be a heel to the rest of the roster and the fans, but Cody Rhodes is his best friend. It looks like they're hinting a potential heel turn, but I think it's too soon. I think he'd really drag this out until, like, uh, Double or Nothing next year, or hell, even All Out uh, next year, All In, whatever they want to do next year in August. Uh, I just think the story has that potential to go that long, and long-term storytelling is a one of my personal favorite things in pro wrestling. I mean, just look at Gargano Ciampa. Uh, it's, it's something that's very lost, and I think the AEW can do very well. But anyway. I really think it's just too soon to pull the whole MJF Cody trigger. I really don't think it's going to... I don't hope it'll happen. I just think it's really, really too soon to pull the trigger on it. Just I'm my- not necessarily disagreeing with you at all. Really, I'm not. It's just I, I personally think that's what they're going to do. I mean, they've been setting it up for... Not that they've been setting it up for weeks, but... I thought at first that there was a possibility that they could pull the trigger at all out. Obviously, they didn't do that. Um, but the fact that it's like, all right, they're putting MJF in his corner again. Uh, they announced that, you know, a week or two maybe before the tape, before the first uh, live show. I don't know. Something in my gut tells me they're going to pull the trigger really soon. Because I, I, trust me, I agree with you. I, I'd hold off for this as long as, as I can to maybe to next year's double or nothing, which I hope is in Madison Square Garden. But regardless, um, that's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to pull the trigger in Baltimore in, what, less than three weeks now sort of thing? I guess. I got a bad feeling that the weekend that they go to um, uh, MSG for Double or Nothing is the same weekend as my buddy Andreas's wedding. So, And they're, they're probably due on a Saturday, and he's getting married that Saturday, Memorial Day weekend. So, Well, you know you're going to have to tell him. That I'm going to a wrestling show over his wedding. No, better. You're get, you're gonna have the wedding move to Madison Square Garden. He's gonna get married in the middle of the ring, and you guys are gonna have the luxury suites as his reception. See, I got it all planned out for you. <laughs> See how that goes with him. Yeah, he might like it. His fiance, mm, not so much. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, it's all about negotiations here. Okay? I'm one of his groomsmen. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm one of his groomsmen too, so I can't back out of it. No, you can't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Sorry. you can't even watch it on your phone either. Like, like that—that's that, even worse too. No, it's just like 
that'll kill me. I'm just fingers crossed that they don't do that. I hope maybe it's for a big TV episode. I don't know, but I just you get the think they'd pull the trigger Memorial Day weekend in the garden though. I think they would honestly because they did double or nothing last Memorial this past Memorial Day weekend, didn't they? Yeah, but it was in Vegas. I mean, does the location even matter when it comes to the holiday weekends? No, it doesn't, and that's why I think they'll do it Memorial Day weekend. Uh, yeah, well... You can go, knows, you can go, anyway. but like me, I, if I do that, I can't, you know. But nah, that'll probably be a weekend I'm working constantly, so I probably wouldn't be able to go anyway. Shit, alright, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's get into NXT... Uh, okay. A little bit, a little bit more, and then tradition. part two of the Wednesday Night Wars. Part two of the Wednesday Night Wars. So, my favorite thing so far with NXT with this live TV now, um, my favorite thing that they've done so far is Matt Riddle and Adam Cole, and I talked in depth about that with Joe last week. This past week, I think I just loved uh, just Champa coming back. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't even have to do a whole lot, and people go nuts. He goes in, grabs a chair, sits in the middle of the ring, and says, Goldie, Daddy's home. And then they get a Daddy's home chant. Um, the stuff Velveteen Dream is doing with Roderick Strong is fantastic. Dream is constantly hilarious and, and uh, entertaining. Um, the match that Kushida and Walter had. I'm a little... I'm shocked that they got... Imperium involved in uh, NXT, but I think I did say in the, the solo episode of me or with Joe that it's a smart way to try and promote your other brands. And it was like, hey, yeah. hey, if you like Imperium, go check them out on NXT UK every single week on the WWE Network. You know, it's a smart way to try and promote your other brands that you have. Um, but what do you think about Imperium? You know, Walt of Walter and them uh, getting involved with NXT. I like it. Um, kind of like you said, I agree with everything you said there. Where, you know, there, you want to bring bigger, you know, talents to the live episodes of NXT. But at the same time, you know, if you like it, go to NXT UK. Airs every Wednesday on the WWE Network. Um, go over there and check them out as well. I think it's a great opportunity to cross promote both brands. But at the same time, bring a guy like Walter, who the you know, the regular public eye in the United States who's watching cable television has never seen before. Um, and you and I had this discussion, you know, a few months ago before his takeover match with Pete Dunne with, if you have never seen this guy perform before, go to YouTube or just watch TakeOver New York, uh, WrestleMania weekend, and see him perform for the first time, and you will not be disappointed. And that's exactly what they're trying to do here. They're trying to bring him to the public eye of the United States of somebody who has never seen uh, NXT UK on the WWE Network for somebody that's checking this out for the first time and they're being impressed by it and it's all hands on deck you've seen it with Finn Balor Tommaso Ciampa coming back way earlier than expected obviously cleared of course but way earlier than expected uh, Johnny Gargano staying put they are all in on NXT being the top show on Wednesdays and so far you know put the quality of the episodes aside you bring in the ratings now it hasn't been so let me ask you this CJ they do NXT at full sale they do them live as of right now that's not changing when does that change I say soon because Meltzer has been uh, re- given reports that He's reporting that a source backstage at NXT uh, said that we need to texted Meltzer and said we need to get out of this building. Apparently, that's a, an issue. I think um, 
NXT was really special when it first started out, you know, with full sale. You can get away with, like, doing, like, X amount of tapings in one day. And, you know, the crowd is special, and it's special there. But now that you're doing live every single week, uh, the AEW crowds seem more energetic. They seem more lively. And not just because it's it's new, it's a bigger arena. Um, I think that they're, like, the only reason that they're still sticking with Full Sail, excuse me, is that NXT move to USA was a very rushed thing to try and counter AEW. Right. I, I think that, I think currently Meltzer is reporting that they're looking into about the f- two to 5,000 uh, range. I think that, or they're just looking for a specific building. I don't think they're going to be a, I don't think they're going to tour like AEW does, but they're looking for a bigger building to have TV in. And I still think that if they're looking for one specific building, they're just going to do the same thing that TNA did. That's what brought them down. Uh, That's what's bringing them down right now. Um, I'm not entirely opposed to the two to five thousand range, but I do think they need to travel. Well, I think they will travel, but their thing is like the house shows. I think that's the thing that's going to make them money, because right, I think that they can't again. They can't make NXT just another WWE brand. They can't just do that because then again, it's just going to oversaturate. It's going to make it feel like Raw and SmackDown. You have to make it feel special, and it does as far as the match qualities and the characters and the production. It does feel special, and that was my. Big, and that's my biggest worry with this Wednesday Night Wars thing. Sure, it's fun that we get to see like NXT's in a in a prime position in television, and we get to see guys like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and Matt Riddle get this primetime TV spot. But at the same time, it could also be very worrying, and it could potentially ruin NXT. So I'm optimistic for now, but um, I just hope that they can. Uh, I want both brands to prosper. Because here's the thing. WWE is never going to go away. They're the biggest game in town. No. They're, they're, the, they're the... For a mainstream audience, you think of pro wrestling, you think of the WWE. But NXT... Yeah, that's why people think pro wrestling is so bad nowadays because of how bad the product has become. Exactly. They're, yeah, sure, they're, they're on their way back, but nobody, you know... And Jericho said this the other day. Um... Really, he thinks the majority of their fan base is the fan base that is coming back into pro wrestling. I wouldn't be surprised by that. <sighs> Damn it, I'm yawning so much. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. I mean, you got the big name of Chris Jericho for AEW. I think the thing is that that's why they brought in a guy like, like Finn Balor to NXT. I think that's why they're going to bring in uh, guys into NXT like Finn Balor for a big... Um, to bring eyeballs onto the product. Because there are plenty of people who haven't seen NXT, uh, Finn Balor's stuff in NXT, but they know who he is on the main roster. Right. And we're probably going to see more of that with guys like, I guess, Kevin Owens, maybe Cesaro. Because uh, Cesaro tweeted he's a free agent, quote-unquote. Well, free. Kevin Owens got drafted to Raw. He did. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if they bring him to NXT. Right. Well, I'd, I'd expect Cesaro to go back. How long do you think Finn will be in NXT for? I'm not, I'm not going to say long. I'm not going to say short either. 
I would probably because Finn Balor is is a big name, obviously, and and he's going back to NXT, obviously, to help the product prosper. Not that it's not prospering already, but when it comes to live TV and the fact that another big pro wrestling company shares the same time slot on a bigger network, he needs to be there to help them succeed. I'm gonna say after WrestleMania. After WrestleMania, okay. I wouldn't even be surprised if he had a Mania match. Um, I don't know against two, but I think he'll pull one of those, you know, Sami Zayn sort of things where he was doing both and ended up on WrestleMania, but TakeOver uh, Dallas was his last match at NXT. That's, I could see something very similar with Finn Balor. That's about six months, and that's what I was thinking. I think he'll be there for about six months. He'll be there yeah. for a while. Um, or he could just stay there for, like, a few years, which would be even better. Because Finn would I actually... I don't think anybody would complain about that. I wouldn't. And he's still getting paid, and a lot of money to do it. Yeah. But Meltzer did, did uh, report that Finn would be taking a significant pay cut because of, you know, uh, just it's just different how the pay operates because of, like, Mania and the big shows, pay-per-views, and the house show loops. Right. <gasps> Excuse me. Uh, but... I was saying to Joe that he's probably one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid guy in NXT because of his main roster uh, status. I would think he is the highest paid in NXT. Yeah. Other than Finn Balor, who do you think the other highest paid guy is? I would say Cole, Gargano, or Ciampa. One of those three. It's got to be Cole. I mean, he's the champion. I think automatically if you were the champion, you're going to make more money than anybody else. So you would think Balor, Cole, and I would think Ciampa, Gargano. Yeah, I think in that order. In that order, those guys, those guys make the most money. I think yeah. prob- probably ERA as a whole makes the most money. Well, because they're all the champions, too. So That's true. So, I, so yeah, all of Undisputed ERA make the most money. And Finn Balor. My God, that is NWO written all over it. <laughs> no, don't say that. Please. Please. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean... I like Balor in NXT. I don't, not necessarily don't want him to overstay his welcome. He can stay for all he wants, but at the Please. same time, you NXT is about these upcoming rising stars. These guys, um, I but don't at the same time, now with you being live on TV and you're competing with AEW, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, you're competing against each other. You're on on the same time I don't, slot. I don't two think major TV networks in the United States. You're competing whether you want to admit it or not. I don't think um, they're up and coming anymore. The NXT guys. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think because they're that's what well, was my point. That's what I think they're going away from. Yeah, that's that's exactly it because. You watch guy. It's it's also about how a lot of these guys carry themselves. Adam Cole carries himself like a star. Tommaso Ciampa carries himself like a star. Everybody from the Undisputed Era carries themselves like stars. Undis- like Velveteen Dream carries himself like a star. Like and that's a big thing missing from the main roster WWE product. Now, granted, there are a few people who do it. Becky carries herself like a star. Charlotte carries herself like a star. Uh. But I can't think of too many other people who do. Um, yeah. Just, I don't know. I really don't know who else carries themselves like a star to that level. Because they just they just feel real. They feel organic. Whereas a lot of people in the main roster don't feel real. They feel very fabricated and formulated. And it, just, it just takes you out of the moment. Right. But, um... How soon do you think it is before we see NXT takeovers going head to head with uh, AEW pay per views? Well, you have full gear in the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Takeover War Games would be towards the middle of the month because it would be think it would be the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yes, obviously the night before Survivor Series. 
I'm going to say, because AEW has already come out and said they will not compete Mania Weekend, and I do believe them first year out of the gate they won't do it. I don't think they will either. <sighs> CJ, we could be waiting a while before they go head-to-head. Honestly, it's either it's. I think it's going to happen in January, the weekend of the Royal Rumble, or we're not going to see it until maybe late sometime next year. Well, I know that they're not going to do a takeover at Rumble this year. They're oh, do- they're not doing one. Yeah, they're doing Worlds Collide instead. Oh God, come on! It's they're going to change up the takeover schedule. There's going to be more takeovers, but I, I, I mean, listen, I, listen, I, I understand that, but you need to me. I always like the fact that they had the takeovers, the weekends of the big pay per views, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. They're treating like a WrestleMania now. Because now they have they're having it at Minute Maid Park in Houston this year. Well, That's going to probably hold fifty five, sixty thousand again. Maybe people. they're maybe they're trying to step away from you know NXT being like you know the developmental brand and being like oh this is like the thing that's on the side to the to the more casual fans and they're trying to make it feel like a bigger deal. I think for sure they're still going to have one Mania weekend. You have to have a takeover Mania weekend. Well, I know they're going to, but my, my point on that is it just it makes the weekend feel so much bigger. But it maybe does. at the same time, maybe WWE is tired of getting embarrassed every single you know time they put on these shows. I would and think everyone so. Always says I'll take over the night before was way better. I would think so. I think it's a thing with Vince. I think Vince just doesn't want to keep dealing with that that shit of like oh the, he keeps saying the takeovers are better. I'm like well the takeovers are better. The, the, the takeovers ta- are better. The, Step up your product. The, the, why, the, why do they have to move the takeovers? Because your product sucks. The only time that I th- in recent memory that a takeover, uh, that a pay-per-view was on par with a takeover was SummerSlam weekend. Yeah. I honestly thought that TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam were on par with each other. And that says a lot. It yeah, could, could I agree with that. It could be just because it was like one of, not one of the, kind of like the lower end takeover. Not that it wasn't bad. It was okay. It was good. Or just... Because of that, it made SummerSlam look great. It could be either one of those things. But we're going to be seeing a lot of more jabs from both places. We're going to be seeing a lot of more uh, head-to-head stuff. I think it's only a matter of time before we see a a takeover compete with an AEW pay-per-view. Well, if they are going to take away um, takeovers being on those big weekends, and obviously they're going to have a Mania weekend, but going after that... If they're not going to be doing that anymore, then maybe sooner rather than later. I wouldn't expect Memorial Day weekend uh, for Double or Nothing, but maybe sometime next summer we could see something. I mean, we already saw them go head-to-head with the Evolve show and, uh, excuse me, the NXT UK that, uh, uh, pay-per-view, even though it was the same day, it wasn't the same time, as well, well as Evol- Fall. Evolve was for the Fallen, and then the NXT UK was, was all out, same day. Same oh, as yes, the, yes, yes, that's right. Um, it wasn't the same time, though. It was the same day. Because I remember UK sending a tweet saying, follow that, and the show was like four hours later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say by next summer, they're going to go head-to-head one time. I would say least. so. I would say so, yeah. But, um... It's going to be NXT TakeOver, follow that. <laughs> <laughs> um, going into uh, War Games, what would you say the card... If you had to predict now what the card would be, what would you say the card would be? It's tough. I mean, there is a argument for anybody. I there is an argument for an NXT title match in War Games this year. Um, I even saw something that's a possible. I don't think this is gonna happen, but somebody put up a a tweet that there was a rumor that the women could go in War Games this year. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I don't think it, so that's either. Just how open it is this year. Other people were saying potentially have um, you have Imperium versus Undisputed Era. 
but I don't think that would work if they're going to have every. So. I, if you're going to have everybody with the champions. I think you could have the champions in war. I think you could do Undisputed Era versus another four for all the belts. Um, but then what do you do for the rest of the card, though? That's the thing. I mean, it's going to be a lot of singles matches and all that stuff. And also, you, when you think of those big singles talents and those tag teams, they're going to be in the War Games match. You would think, oh, well, maybe um, Velveteen Dream would have a singles match. No, he's going to be in the War Games match. He's going after Roderick Strong. Um, you would figure, you know, now that the Street Profits are on Raw, but you put another tag team in there. No, they're going to be in the War Games for uh, for the tag titles. And the same thing with Champa or Balor. They're going to be in the War Games with Cole. Here's, um, here's what I would do. I would put Imperium in War Games. I would have Kushida get some tag partners and put uh, Imperium in War Games. You could okay. do, you could do uh, Kushida gets uh, Mustache Mountain. You could get Trent Seven and Tyler Bate, and get one more person. Um, maybe Pete Dunne. Maybe get British Strong Style and Kushida versus Imperium. You could you, do that. You could do that, and then you could do. Uh, Either Champa or Balor versus Cole for the NXT Championship. You could do uh, uh, Strong and Velveteen Dream, maybe. You could do, for the for the tag titles. I have no idea because the tag division. I mean, Era is the tag division. Undisputed Era is that tag division. So I'm not sure what they could do there. You'd have to wait and see as far as what tag teams are going to come up in the ranks. Um, either like Forgotten Sons or maybe Rizango. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then Shayna Baszler could face. Uh, I honestly see her facing Io Shirai. Like, that's. You think she's gonna get uh, Candice LeRae again? No, I think Io Shirai. I think you huh. could. I think you could ease or Rhea Ripley. The I don't know if they'll put if they'll do heel versus heel. I see them kind of more doing like you know babyface gets the championship, and then the heel takes it off. But um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Io Shirai versus Can- uh, Shayna one more time, or even Rhea Ripley versus Shayna, because I well, think didn't they have that stipulation in the cage match where she couldn't challenge Shayna again? Maybe I don't remember. So maybe I'm pretty sure that was the case. Like so if then... she lost. Yeah, because they said if she lost the cage match, she couldn't challenge Shayna for the title again. So then maybe Rhea Ripley, maybe Rhea Ripley yeah. can take the title off of Shayna, and then. Um... And then uh, Io Shirai takes it off of Rhea Ripley, and then Rhea, uh, Candice Ray takes it off of Io. Because for yeah, me, because that rivalry is not done yet. Because that match that they had at uh, at Takeover Toronto was really good. Oh my god, it was so good. Very underrated too. You, like you went into it going, ah, it'll be a good match or whatever. That no, was, it was good. That was, Candi- was good. that was Candice LeRae's coming out party. Yep. And for me, like, it was her first live Takeover, right? Yes, it was her first Takeover. The first one that she was on a, on a card for. Yes. Uh, me being like such a huge fan of Candice LeRae, I was overjoyed that that match was as good as it was. I loved it. It was it was so much better than Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler. Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler's match was probably the worst takeover match I've ever seen. Yeah, it was not good. It's it's. It, I don't know if it's just them not clicking. The crowd was pretty dead at that point. But the crowd was waiting for Cole Gargano two out of three falls. Yeah, it was kind of just filler, and that really sucks. But uh, it's also another thing of Shane Baszler holding off the title for this long. It's right. A, it's a matter. Yeah, and of, I think that's the other thing too. I think they're waiting for when she's going to drop it. I think it does make whoever beats Shayna for it that much sweeter. Absolutely, because you 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 think of it, Shayna in a few weeks would have held the title for a year. Yeah. She won it back at Evolution. She hasn't lost it since. 
No, she has not lost it since. I mean, it's for she's for sure like the most dominant NXT Women's Champion up there with Asuka. Now that would make her. Oh no, no, because no, Asuka held it for what two years, mm. or a year and a half, closing on two years. More like a year and a half, I think. Right, so she's still got a way. To, well, she's still got ways to go. Yeah, she's still got some time to go. Yeah, because she wanted to take over Dallas, so that was April 2016. She dropped it August of 2017. So yeah, about a year and a half. Well, Oscar never dropped it. She just vacated. Well, she she dropped. I mean, she dropped. She she relinquished it and went up to the main roster. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. <sighs> yeah, because she I never lost. I'm all over the place tonight. You are doing good. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, the War Raiders, uh, Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them, they beat uh, Ziggler and Rude in one hell of a tag match. I was glancing at the TV as we were... Finally, they put the belts on them. They, they, we were, I was glancing on the, from the TV back and forth, and like that was one hell of a match. I'm going to have to watch that back with sound. It was really good. Now being drafted to Raw, the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Oh, oh really? <laughs> um... I guess, what should we get our final thoughts with NXT and AEW? Um, well, who do you think's winning the war so far, if you want to call it that? AEW. Absolutely. AEW. No question. AEW is winning right now because it's new. I think for, for NXT, we, we touched on this a bit before, is they have to get out of Full Sail. Full Sail has been great for its purpose, but its purpose is no longer being suited because they're on live TV every week. You have uh, Dynamite that's being broadcasted to in a state in an arena for about ten to fifteen thousand people per week, and then obviously millions watching around the world. And then you have uh, NXT live on the USA Network being broadcasted in an arena that holds about five hundred people. Something's got to be done about that. Yeah, something's got to give. You know. Um, anyway. Now we move on to the boring stuff of wrestling. Oh, God. You're not excited for Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar? <laughs> you know what's funny? I was talking to a friend before, and, and I just want to touch on this quickly, and we'll get more into it later. That is either going to be an entertaining street fight, or it's going to suck. No in between. I talked about this with Joe last week before it was confirmed. And he says he's okay with Cain Velasquez and Brock having the match at Crown Jewel because it's it's a glorified house show. He's like, if it was any other show, he'd be royally pissed off. For me, I don't know. We, we've, we've openly talked about how much we dislike these Saudi Arabia shows. They suck. They just, they're just so, so awful. What would you say out of the three so far your favorite was? There's been three Crown Jewel shows. Well, no, the three Saudi shows. This would be the second Crown Jewel. There was the Greatest Royal Rumble, Crown Jewel 1, Super Showdown that was originally in Australia that they put in Saudi this year, and then the second Crown Jewel coming up. So out of the three so far, what do you think your favorite was? Oh my god, I can't say what any of them my favorites were because I hardly watched any of them. Like, seriously, they've they just all been so awful. I'd like, say my favorite was the first one. Barely. Dude, I can't even a favor just about how terrible they are oh don't get me wrong all three were pretty bad but I mean that was the first one happened before the giant controversy um with the reporter yeah. and all that stuff so yeah, and obviously so because of that the first one had all the big names there you had the greatest Royal Rumble that had all the legends in the 50 and that was the last time Jericho was in WWE John Cena was on that card 
Yeah. Um, well, that again. So I'd say that was my favorite. Again, like it sucked, you sucked, but it was my favorite. Like you said, it was before that thing with the reporter Jamal Jacoji being killed, and that's when a lot of people started pulling out of their shows. Like Brian doesn't do Daniel Bryan doesn't do the Saudi Arabia shows. John Cena doesn't yep. doesn't do them anymore. Like. It put Kane in a bad spot last year. Yeah, it did. Uh, it put him in a really, really bad spot last year. And it's just... We're going to be getting these like the next, what, like next nine years or something like that? Nine years. Yeah, they signed oh a ten-year deal to go over there. Oh, my God. This... And so far, no women on the card either. Great. Oh, God. You know, we'll talk about them. We'll give predictions. But I'm just going to be straight, perfectly honest. We have to. Do we? I mean, yeah, we have to kind of cover. Quickly. We can cover them, but I, but for me, I'm not. I don't watch them. I don't watch them because that's just actually. Why don't we hold off on that? Because we still have a few more weeks. So really, there haven't been that many. No, I know, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like for me, okay. for me personally, I don't watch these Saudi Arabia shows because right. it's just disgusting, and I can't well, stomach watching them. You also have to remember a big detail here, because Friday, or because SmackDown is now Fridays on Fox. Crown Jewel is going to be the day before SmackDown, which means SmackDown is going to be heavy women's wrestling because they're not allowed to go over in Saudi Arabia and a lot of the stars that aren't going on the trip. So you're going to see a lot of stars from Raw probably and the ones on SmackDown that weren't used. So that episode of SmackDown, you're not going to have any big stars in except the women's wrestlers. I mean, they have to have big stars, whether they're tired or not. If not, then it's, ooh, new era, same old shit. <laughs> and, that's, and that's in like my... Well, Michael my point Cole with voice. that is, I mean, you're not going to have Seth. Well, Seth isn't on SmackDown, but let's say Brock is going to be on SmackDown the next day. They're not going to put him. In, they're not going to put him in the ring jet lagged as hell. I don't. I at least don't think they would. Brock wouldn't go in the ring even if he wasn't jet lagged as hell. Okay, my that's my point though. I mean, it, the scheduling conflict was awful. That's my point. Yeah, well, the thing is, they don't have to do these shows, but they are. They're under contract. No, you're right on that too. They're, they're just. It's just bad. It's just so bad. Um, yep. I think what's been going on with the draft lately... Um, well, I'm happy they brought that back. I'm happy they brought it back, but it's been very underwhelming. Because I, at first, I didn't mind the whole Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins having a match. I didn't mind them having a match, but it was Seth representing Raw and Roman representing SmackDown. And then people who were already on the current... like Who were already on like Raw or SmackDown got drafted to those places. Like like Drew McIntyre getting drafted to Raw. Becky Lynch getting drafted to Raw. And Roman Reigns getting drafted to SmackDown. I'm like, wait a minute. Weren't they already on those brands to begin with? Unless they did a thing where the the wrestler... It's completely reset. Everybody's, I think that's what they did. But then that makes Rollins and Reigns' stipulation meaningless. Unless that took place after the match, because remember the match was for the first pick. They didn't have any other matches for picks after that. It was winner no, the first pick. They didn't, and they did the same thing with Charlotte and Becky, where Becky represent Becky representing Raw and Charlotte bringing SmackDown. And uh, just going through the picture, Charlotte got drafted to Raw. Why? I don't know why. You know, y- so now you're gonna have hold on, you're gonna have Charlotte and Becky, who Charlotte is a tweener at this point. Uh, with her whole feud with Bailey, you're gonna have her go to Raw. She's gonna feud with Becky. Now you're gonna have Sasha, who's actually oh, injured right now. Oh God, I can't right take now. these stupid boardroom things. Oh my God, you're getting, they're so dumb. First, did you see the? I, I sent you this video. Did you see the video of the USA Network Raw uh, boardroom last? Yeah, they got so they got so excited because I got to tell them. Look, like, yeah, no, I'm like, oh you Ooh, Umberto Carrillo got drafted to Raw. Humberto Carrillo, not Alberto Del Rio. Humberto Carrillo. 
So from 205 Live, he got drafted okay. to Raw. But my, my point on that is you're going to have Charlotte and Becky now on Raw. Now and you're going to have Ali two. Is on now SmackDown. Bailey is a heel on SmackDown. And now oh on my SmackDown. God, that was the best part of that episode. Oh, that oh awesome. God, she comes out. She's got a new haircut. She's she starts stabbing the Bailey buddies to death. Oh, it was beautiful. I love this. Did you see the this. video of the kid yes, crying on the TV? Yes, cry you little bastard. Bailey's a heel now. <laughs> oh my God, I loved it. Rowan just got drafted great. to Raw. And then her her slight pro. Promo at the end. Hey, bitches. And Corey Graves going, what did she just say? Oh, God, I loved it. It was perfect. Ba- Bailey seriously needed a change in character. And it, it, I'm so glad it happened. Because when the heel turn initially happened, they botched it immediately. She gave like a, yeah. like a say-nothing promo of like, oh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm here supporting Sasha. And I'm like, that's not a heel turn. That's a lazy heel turn. This... This was a heel turn, and, and you know I what's loved funny? it. CJ, you hit it right on the head, because that's exactly what I thought during their match at Hell in a Cell. Because at Hell in a Cell, there were points in the match where obviously Bailey was the heel and Charlotte was the face on paper, but it looked the opposite. Until the ending, when Charlotte won the belt, made Bailey tap out, Bailey's throwing a temper tantrum, but I still really wasn't convinced on what was going on. And then you get to SmackDown the next week, and Bailey shows up like that. That was perfect. That is called rewriting the wrong, CJ. Absolutely. It's just... Because you're right. They did screw it up at first. To the point where, at first, she's whipping the crap out of Becky Lynch with a steel chair. Perfect. The week after, we're like, okay, she's supporting Sasha. How long before Sasha stabs her in the back again? And we get this stupid rivalry yeah. that won't pan out. That's another thing. Now, that's, we have a heel turn. That's another thing. Who's going to be the top babyface female on SmackDown now? You got Lacey Evans, who's a heel. Sasha Banks, who's a heel. Bailey, who's a Bailey heel. Bailey, now a heel. I, I mean, the, I mean, we still got time to go. We still got like another cup, like two and a half hours, or here's hour, I, hour, here's actually, where hour I and a half. Go with this. You ready for this? This is bold. What? Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. We haven't seen Liv her in Morgan. a while. They've been keeping her off TV for a while. Bailey's been begging for matches with Carmella and Liv Morgan and things like that to get these other women across. I think at some point they're going to push Liv Morgan to be the top babyface on SmackDown. I don't mind that. I think Liv Morgan's great. She's awesome. She's from Jersey. And she's from Jersey. Yeah, she's from Jersey. Her real her real name, though, should be her wrestling name. Her real name is Gianna da- uh, Daddio. Really? Her that That's her real name, Gianna Daddio. Or Dadio, hmm. however you however you pronounce it. Uh, poor Eric Young, he's about to get a job to Alistair Black. And for a, <laughs> and for a second, I thought he was Bob Holly. Um, I thought Eric Young was dead. To be honest with you. <laughs> um, what another character? It's 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 interesting to see how we've been hearing for so long that Fox is going to be more sports based, more sports element. But then like all these sports based people are all going to raw. Like Alistair Black's on raw. Becky Lynch, I figured they want on SmackDown. She's on raw. Charlotte, that was she, a load of crap from the beginning. Charlotte, she's on raw. I, I don't That's know. That's what I'm surprised about. Charlotte on raw. Uh, I'm a little shocked that I'm a little shocked that Alistair Black is on raw, but at the same time, I'm glad he's on Raw because Heyman's still running the sh- the show over there. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm just glad to see Alistair Black. I've so how long before uh, before Charlotte wins her 11th championship? I don't know. It could it could be next week for all I know. It uh, could all, be tonight. All, all t- they could have the rematch tonight to close the show. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. 
I mean, but but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Liv Morgan or a Carmel. That was the top baby face. I would say go with Liv Morgan because um, she is young. She could r- really, sh- she could be kind of like that anti-establishment type of baby face, you know, something that's kind of needed in uh, in SmackDown. SmackDown's roster desperately. Um, and they don't have to put her right at the top either. They can make us wait for it. No, they could. I mean, she's been off TV for a while. She. Right. Uh, what, what I'm saying is they can they can really push her to the top. Like, they don't have to put her against Bailey tomorrow. Yeah. That match can happen down the line, and people I think can be invested in it. I think that I said with Joe last week that WWE needs to not put their focus so much in the four horsewomen of WWE. And they really need to try and focus more on other women on the roster because you have Liv Morgan, you have Ember Moon, you have Kyrie Sane, Asuka, who went to Raw, by the way. Uh, you have Zelina Vega, you got Carmella, got a lot of talented, great women on the roster, and you need to try and establish them as as such as stars. Um, where they go from here, I'm not sure. But, um, well, I agree with you on that, but I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case until they have this four horse women's mania match, which could be this year. Yeah, and that's the, Joe thinks the same thing. Uh, but and once that's out of the way, then they'll drop the whole thing. But until that happens, I I think this is what we're in for. Well, we need to we need more women to be uh, you know feel like bigger deals another thing that but that's the other, but you know what you good. make a good point though it's like you, we had we said this before sasha and bailey two bit and ha- bailey now a huge heel they're both heels on the same brand and they're the two biggest stars in the women's on the women's uh locker room on smackdown right so that begs the question obviously you know who's going to challenge well obviously sasha's hurt right now i don't know for how long um but they said it was a significant injury inside the cell so Maybe we don't have to worry about her just yet, but maybe that's why they made this push with Bailey because Sasha's hurt. They I need the top so. heel on SmackDown. In which case, I don't know why it's not Charlotte, but anyway. Eh, well, you don't want to get too crazy with the Charlotte heel face turns. You don't want to get into like Big Show territory. I, I think we might already be there, to be honest with you. This doesn't happen every <laughs> six months. It happens once a year. <laughs> yeah, evidently. Um... I think another thing to really discuss on is, so it really looks like that, like the Fiend's gonna lose, huh? Yeah. I mean, Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown, Seth's on Raw, and he's feuding with Seth for the Universal Championship. They're not gonna have the big red belt on the on the blue brand. I I, I just. Is that ma- is that actually happening still? Like there's it's not that it's not everything? that it's happening officially, but the fact that the fiend showed up, interrupted the match between Roman and Seth, caused the DQ finish, and I mean it's clear that they still want Bray. Bray is still going after Seth for the championship, but now they're on separate it- brands. There's, this could be the biggest botch in years. There's no way Bray Wyatt's going to win the championship. He's on the other brand. I'll be shocked as hell if they did. But the thing was, I said it last week, if you weren't going to put the title on The Fiend, you didn't have to book that match. You didn't have to. Nope. And another thing is, because like I said, they didn't want Rollins to lose. They didn't want The Fiend to lose. And this week, 
or last week on SmackDown, they didn't want Ro- they clearly didn't want Roman to lose, and they clearly didn't want Seth to lose. Then why the hell did you book that match? You just had Char- Becky and Charlotte at the beginning of this show, and you had Becky win with a roll-up pin on Charlotte. What? Like, it's not gonna hurt Roman or Seth if one of them beat the other. But if you don't yeah, want a brand where losses don't matter. <sighs> But that, that's the thing. If you don't want, if you don't want Roman or Seth to lose, you could literally book anybody else in that position. You could have put Daniel Bryan against Seth Rollins, and then you could have Rollins yep. beat Daniel Bryan, and then Seth. I think get, Bryan's hurt, actually. Is he hurt? I didn't hear anything about that. I think so. I didn't hear anything about that. I, well, you know what, CJ, you make a good point, and you know I remember not too long ago, a couple of years ago, in fact where uh, the Raw superstars who were in the Elimination Chamber, winner going to WrestleMania against Brock, had a gauntlet match. Who did Seth beat in the opening match? I don't know beat in the opening Roman match. Roman Reigns. Oh, but I talked about it in the, begin- uh, in the podcast last week with Joe. Uh, I said he beat John... He, beat- he pinched John Cena and Roman Reigns in that match. Yep, in the, si- in the same night. Like, right? He went 55 minutes in, in, that, in that gauntlet match. The first man he pinned was Roman Reigns. What happened next? Roman Reigns wins the chamber match at main events WrestleMania. They, it doesn't matter. Oh my God! They just oh, this just, just really pisses me off watching this stuff. It really does. It frustrates me. It, which is why I'm just so glad NXT is as prominent as it is, and AEW is here because I can have wrestling that I can actually legitimately enjoy. You know. Here's what you and I are gonna do. We're going to apply to be the senior writers of WWE. We're going to fire everyone, and then we're going to fire ourselves because they shouldn't have writers. <laughs> oh, good luck with that, man. Good luck with that. A, a dream, honestly, a, dr- a dream job for you and me would be working for AEW. Yeah. Like, look at Chris Van Vliet. His YouTube channel, like, exploded, and now he works for AEW. Oh, is that right? He actually works for the company? He now? really works for AEW. I mean, he was on the debut episode, and he interviewed Jay and Silent Bob. Ah, which in turn, Jay and Silent Bob were banned from WWE because they showed up at AEW. Oh, <laughs> Buddy Murphy went to Raw. Sorry, that's not a bad. That's not a bad trap pick. Bloody Buddy Murphy goes to Raw. I mean, they ruined his push on SmackDown. So how he, they made. A, I said to Joe, they made a star of him out of three weeks. Yeah, but then then what happened after that? Eh, nothing. He lost exactly. to Ali in the. Tournament and Rude, Rude and Ziggler have both been drafted to SmackDown as a tag team. <sighs> yeah, we're doing live play by play things here, people. I have no idea what Stephanie's saying. I'm Stephanie McMahon. I'm Mrs. Lady Balls. I have Triple H's balls in my purse. And now let's, let's see. Let's see who's on going over to Raw. It's Jinder Mahal. We haven't seen him in forever. They're just reading names now at this point. Yeah. We're, we're so late into this. They're just reading names. Does it even matter anymore? My God! And there's still like this ends at eleven, so there's another hour and a half. Oh God! I mean, we're not gonna be on for another hour and a half. No. Carmella got drafted to the SmackDown. Okay. Yeah, they're accomplishments. First SmackDown, former SmackDown Women's Champion, first Money in the Bank Women's Ladder Match winner, star of Total Divas. Really, that's an accomplishment. Why is it that they haven't changed that name yet? What total divas? They're not divas anymore. I don't know. It's just, it's different. But the, well, yeah, I, think I guess it, it's the whole E network. I thing. think it really shows. To tr- oh, they separated our truth and Carmella. 
I think it just really goes to show that they don't care that you are 24-7. Oh my god. The, the, the USA executives are getting excited because they have our truth. There's a guy... Honestly, I get excited there, for that. There's a guy with long hair who's painted up like the Ultimate Warrior. What the hell are these stupid-ass boardroom sh- Oh my god, this is frustrating me so They much. have somebody painted as the Ultimate Warrior. Yes, there's a guy who's painted up like the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, what the hell is this? That's professional as hell. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. And now we got Street Profits right now. I don't know what they're saying right now because we're my, gonna again, have, again, my TV is muted. We're going to have a Survivor Series 5-on-5. Five five. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are going to represent Fox and USA. And they're going to pick four of the strongest executives on the room and they're going to go in a five-on-five. Five. Please, God. I'd rather watch Crown Jewel. Oh, my God. Relax, that match might take place at both. <laughs> but anywho. Oh, my God. So, so they split up R-Truth and Carmella. Mm-hmm. All right, so Carmella obviously was going back to SmackDown. We knew that. Yeah. Um, so you said Brock was drafted already. So at some point later... Brock's on night, SmackDown. CJ, and I want and I kind of want to wrap up with this because we have been talking about the draft. Yeah. The last pick the of the draft. The giraffe or the draft? Kinda, what's up? The giraffe or the draft? The draft. <laughs> you sound like it's a giraffe. Here comes here comes AJ and the OC. The last pick of the draft. What would you expect it to be? Is it a surprise? Is it a nobody? What do you think? They have to do something big. And I'm sorry, I'm very getting distracted by this OC and Street Profits segment. They're going, this, this looks hilarious. I'm, I'm really going to have to watch this later on. As far as who gets drafted later on, I don't think it matters, but something big has to happen. I mean... I don't know what they could do with The Fiend. I don't know what they can do with him. I don't well, he know... He already got drafted. I know he got drafted, but... um. I think something has to happen to set set up like future feuds for Seth or something. Right. I don't know, man. I mean, I look at this and I just get bored. If they ask me, hey, we want you to write a compelling story for Raw, or at least a compelling main event segment, I'd be like, nah, no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because... Do you, do you think there's a chance they draft Bray back to Raw? No, they can't pull that shit. They can't do I mean, do they that. did with Cena years ago. Yeah, but they can't do that. I, I don't know. I, I mean, what I would like to see. Well, if I, this is me, I never would have drafted Brain in the first place to SmackDown. Never would have done that. No. Would have kept him on not with the, Well, not with his rivalry with Seth going on. If it was up to me, I would have Seth and Bray have their match at the end of the night and then have Seth drop the title to Bray and then I would have had Seth go to Raw. Uh, Seth go to SmackDown. That, that would have been me. That's just me, but um, and feud with Brock again? Not with Brock. I mean, I, 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 um, depending on who else is left on SmackDown. Speaking of that, you ready for the Roman Brock feud to reunite again? Oh God, you really think they're gonna do that again? They're gonna have to at some point. Yeah. Brock's gonna be the champion until at least WrestleMania. Yeah. My hopes of a Ricochet Brock Lesnar match isn't gonna happen now. Nah. Although, if it keeps up, though, and Seth is still the champion, you can have Seth Brock in Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. From, from what I can see, Raw is clearly the show where people want, where they want, like, the more the hardcore wrestling fans to, uh... 
to watch because you got guys like Ricochet and, and Cesaro and Rollins, and then you got guys like Roman and Brock and whoever else on SmackDown. I don't know. I really don't right. care at this point. And Ricochet has this shirt that says, Superheroes are real. Um, oh, yeah. God. So are, so are uh, unicorns. Ricochet doesn't need a superhero gimmick. This is this is what this is what worried me about Ricochet going to WWE. Yeah, they need to put a title back on him and soon and reintroduce his character. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. Oh well. But anyway, CJ, as we wrap up, what are your final thoughts um, on this one? Obviously, AEW, NXT, WWE draft. Where do they go from here with the draft? Obviously, split brands, which you and I both love. What are your final thoughts uh, leading into pro wrestling going forward? My final thoughts are that the draft isn't going to last long. It'll last for maybe a year, less than that. And then once the ratings are going to tank again, they're going to go wild card rule 2.0. Um, oh, I, no. I, I know. I just, you know, I just when in doubt, hey, let's put all the stars back together. No. Um, one thing I would just love to see is brand exclusive pay per views. We have a WWE, we have a big enough roster where we can fill up brand-exclusive pay-per-views. And there's a little thing called building your stars, making them feel important. You do them with certain people, but you don't do them with others. Like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to build stars. Especially when you give them a little bit of something called, oh, I don't know, creative freedom, unscripted promos, stuff like that. that. I don't know. I mean, someone like Seth Rollins should be the coolest guy in the room, best wrestler in the world. Well, to your opinion, if he's the best wrestler in the world, I think he's one of, but not the best. But he he's not cool. Seth Rollins is not cool. He He's a terrible babyface. I went in depth last week about how he... he he rushed on down to the ring when Hogan said he's tapped to Captain Team Hogan, but he wouldn't come down to the ring to save Dominic and Rey Mysterio when he said he was disgusted by Brock Lesnar's actions. Then where the hell were you, Seth? Um, right. SmackDown, I'm just seeing it. I'm just like, it's going to be like the casual wrestling fan show. That's all it's going to be at this point. Because you got the big sweaty men over there. You got Roman, you got Brock, you got Braun. Um, NXT, I think, um, needs to step their game up a little bit. Uh, I think we need to see like big matches in the main event. I think we need to see uh, a Tommaso Ciampa versus Finn Balor match coming soon uh, to, for the right to determine who will face uh, Adam Cole. I think that's probably going to happen in the next few weeks because Balor's supposed to be coming back and having a match at Full Sail next week, or this Wednesday, rather. Um, and for AEW, I mean, that that is my favorite thing right now. It's only their second week in the TV, and they're doing so much better than main roster WWE products at the moment. Chris Jericho's inner circle is the best thing going on right now, and who knows? I might even I'd probably pick up that shirt this week too. Who knows? They got a good, <laughs> they, they got a good sale. Hey, they got a good sale going on pro wrestling tees right now. It's like twenty percent. Uh, I think you use the code retail, and then you'll also get an overstock autograph from a wrestler eight by ten. They don't say who, but you you'll, but you'll get an autograph. Take advantage of it. I texted Fozzie and I told him, use this code, get this shirt. And I told him to get the AEW is Jericho shirt, but he didn't respond. Right. And uh, but but what are your uh, what are your final thoughts, Sean, as this whole thing as we wrap up here? 
My final thoughts are I really hope that this is going to be a different turnaround when it comes to the brand split. And I, and I understand your point of they could have the 2.0 rule. I hope they don't. I, I wish Fox and USA the best of luck. I hope they both get all the ratings in the world so we don't have to go through that crap again. Um, I'd like brand exclusive pay-per-views again. I don't know why they got rid of it the first time. I actually, you know, loved it because that was really the only time the WWE title ever main evented a pay-per-view because Brock was a universal champion for four and a half years. <laughs> but what am, what am I? What am I? Just somebody who, you know, co-hosts a podcast. But anyway, uh, real quickly, I'm hoping, you know... Real quickly, not to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt you real quick. Um, Shorty Gable, terrible. Get rid of it. Go go ahead, continue. Yeah, that, that's... In the words of Jericho, it's bad creative, except it's not gone yet. Mm. By the way, I love that meme you sent me with all those bad storylines and then him saying it's bad creative. Mm-hmm. The Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan so, thing. I can't remember. And I'm also ones. hoping that NXT eventually gets moved out of full sale. Like, that, that has to happen within the next couple of months. It has to. They're yeah. not going to be able to compete with AEW if that's the case. It only holds like three or 400 people in the building, so... Exactly. I'm like, you know, and even last week where they put them in the, I forgot what arena AEW was in, but it was at Boston University. It only held like 10,000 people, not even maybe, um, where the week before they were in the big Capital One arena that held like 16,000 people. I thought the Boston um, arena held like 5,000. But it's still a significant 000. amount difference. But still, yeah, it's a much bigger uh, difference than NXT. Absolutely. You can't have a live show with 400 people in the audience watching. You can't do it. They could get away with it when it was on the network. You can't anymore. Yeah, exactly. Alright, so that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Um, obviously, a lot of wrestling to look forward to moving forward with the WWE, with NXT, AEW, New Japan, who's going to have the Wrestle Kingdom press conference. I just saw a tweet on that. They're going to have it relatively soon, I think. I think it's actually tomorrow. Well, it's day, um, it's day one and two with uh, with Wrestle Kingdom now. They're doing it two days. Right. The main event has been... Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're doing yeah, a two... Yeah, January 4th two, and 5th. They're doing two-day Wrestle Kingdom. They have confirmed what the IWGP World Title match will be, heavyweight title. It will be Kota Ibushi and Kazuchika Okada. We all figured it would be, but but Okada and Ibushi right. won their matches <laughs> respectively. Uh, Okada beat Tanada uh, in a title match, and then Ibushi beat Evil in the right to face the IWGP heavyweight champion. But... um. That's the main event we wanted. That is that was my pick. Ibushi was my pick to win the entire thing. He did. He did. I love Ibushi so much. He's exactly. So they're going to have that press conference uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so if any of you are interested in that, obviously njpwworld.com is where the stream will be held for free um, for Wrestle Kingdom 14, January 4th and 5th in the Tokyo Dome. Um, so that'll do it for us. Obviously, we'll be back relatively soon. Myself and CJ will be talking everything you need to know about pro wrestling. So for Sean McChesney, CJ Palmasano, we'll see you next time.